hey guys, do you find it kind of difficult to sometimes wait for your girl or your partner to come? <laughs> I know that happens a lot because there really is an orgasm gap, okay? Girls take a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's totally fine because there's a solution and that is Promescence Delay Spray. Promescence Delay Spray is not just for guys with PE. It is for any guy who wants to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. Promescence Delay Spray is not going to totally numb you out and it won't transfer to your girl. And speaking of your girl, Promescent has a whole line of women's products too. I use their warming gel. I personally recommend it. They also have supplements for both men and women that are going to make you hornier. They sell lube. They sell condoms. They have everything you need for a really hot night of sex. Not only do I recommend Promescent, over 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. So what are you waiting for? Go get yourself some Promescent. Go to promescent.com slash strictly none to get 15% off your whole order. So order up, you're going to get 15% off everything. Just go to promescent.com slash strictly anon for 15% off your whole order. They have a money back guarantee. There's free shipping and your package is going to arrive discreetly. So no one's going to know what the F you bought. Promescent.com slash strictly anon or just go to the description and click on the link. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. <laughs> if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. You don't have to be anonymous, though, on my show. If you're out and proud of your lifestyle that you lead, that's cool, too. But if you want to be anonymous, I do change voices. People make up phony names. You could call me from a phony number. I don't care even to know who you are when you call in. I don't do intel. I don't want to see your pic of your face or anything like that. I just want to hear your true story. So if you have an interesting, naughty, uh, true story that you want to talk about while be while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, you could be on my show. Either go to my website, Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Dot com or send me an email strictly anonymous podcast.com. If you want to call into my confessions hotline and leave a confession, you can. The number is 347-420-3579, 347-420-3579. Those are edited. The voices are changed over there. I take out phone numbers if you leave them. Just make sure you're in a quiet place. You got four minutes to leave a message if you need longer. Just call back. I edit them together. Uh, all of those anonymous confessions are on my Patreon. You're going to want to go join my Patreon, not only to listen to all those anonymous confessions. There's hundreds of them on there. You get all the anonymous pics of all of my hot female guests who have been on the show. They all send me hot, sexy pics of themselves. Those are on my Patreon. You get Q&As where I answer all kinds of questions. But the best thing that you get on my Patreon that people love the most is 
access to my private Discord where everybody's getting super naughty, X-rated. You could do whatever you want on Discord. It's a place where my the people that are on it could post their own stuff and get X-rated. You could email people, post stuff, talk to people, post videos. There's a big community over there. You only get access to it if you join my Patreon and it's only $5 a month for all of that. The link to my Patreon will be in the description. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. I will leave all the links and the phone number and the email and all that shit in the description. So now today, oh my God, I have hardcore Bert on and Audrey. Now they're a couple and I decided to do them half and half. I'll have Bert come on for 30 minutes and then Audrey come on for 30 minutes. When Bert was talking, I was like, oh my God, I could go for a fucking hour with Bert. Bert is very hardcore. Audrey is as hardcore too, even though she doesn't feel like she is. She's hardcore as well. So I went a little bit longer with the both of them. This is going to be an extra long episode, but it's fucking worth it. And it probably should have been a two hour episode because I could have went longer with them because besides their hardcore sex that they're both into and what they do with each other is very, and, and the stuff that they do together, they had an interesting way that they met. And we talk about that a lot. That's where we start. They both were cheating on their partners with each other. They were both very sexual people in very vanilla, unhappy relationships. They were neighbors. It was a very salacious way of meeting. There was a specific event. They both talk about it, that specific event that happened that kind of got them on the same page and realized that there was something more there with the two of them. Then they started cheating and then they got caught. And when they were like cheating, they were like fisting each other. I mean, <laughs> you don't understand. They've been hardcore with each other. Right from the get-go, Burke comes on first and he talks about all this kinky stuff that he's into. And when I say he's hardcore, he is and he's an extremist. He's very into like anal insertions, like the bigger the better. He talks about all the kinds of things he's had shove up his ass, like the huge things. He's very into fisting in his ass, not just one fist, but two fists. He's into nipple torture. He's into being pegged. He's very into pleasing women. He's also really into pee play. And when I say pee play, because he's an extremist, he doesn't just want to be peed on. He likes to drink it. Okay. He is as extreme as they get. He takes everything to the end, right? He talks about that. We talk about that towards the end. He's very, like I said, into torture. He's a submissive. Sometimes he does like to dumb Audrey, but they're perfectly suited because Audrey has a total dominatrix inside of her too. I mean, she's a very dommy kind of girl, but he's very into his submissive. He likes chastity play, all that kind of good stuff. They have also played with other people. Now they haven't been together long, but since they started being hardcore with each other right from the get-go, they have done a lot in the two years they've been together. Okay. They had a threesome with a guy. Bird is very bisexual. Audrey is very bisexual too she's very into seeing her guy with another guy uh, their first threesome they had was with another guy and they all like fuck the other guy and everything and they talk about everything that went down it was a crazy it was a great experience for the both of them and they get very specific about that first threesome then they had a threesome with a girl and that didn't go so well but it was a definite learning lesson from them so that's a very interesting story because these kinds of things happen it's never uh, perfect and it's never like a straight line and that's interesting and then they wound up having a foursome like a couple swap foursome with one of his friends 
from when he was younger, a bisexual friend of his that he always knew and always wanted to kind of do a swap with, but his first wife wasn't into it, but Audrey was, and they wound up meeting that couple, and they played for two nights with that couple, and he gets very specific about what they did, and then Audrey comes on and tells me her whole side of them meeting up and fucking and doing all the stuff that they did and cheating, and then she talks all about you know how she was always into gay porn how she was always watching that so it was a very natural thing for her to be into Bert and that's why she was like very into the fact that Bert was into guys she talks about that first experience seeing Bert with another guy and how it was like so hot for her because she was down for that she always wanted to fist a guy she always wanted to peg a guy she's very dumb and she says like she didn't even really know that about herself but once uh she went there she realized she's very into it she likes to fist him she lets him fist her one of her fantasies is to do a whole cuck scenario with Bert have him caged up for a while and then have her bring home a guy and take advantage of that guy right in front of Bert while he watches that's the dom in her we hear from the both of them it's a super interesting episode they are on reddit and they post a lot of stuff over there but they didn't want to give out their reddit but they did send me naughty hot pics of them i have those over on my patreon so if you want to see them they will be over there they'll also be on my discord if you want to go there it's patreon.com strictly anonymous podcast the link will be in the description you're gonna love their story you're gonna love hearing from the both of them Bert is super interesting. Audrey is as interesting. Their story is super interesting. And I don't care that I said interesting a lot because it is a fucking interesting episode. So I'm going to be right back on first with Bert and then Audrey will be on. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Bert. Uh, today we're going to be talking to not only you, but you and your wife, Audrey. You're going to come on first. I like to do couples this way. It's kind of fun. We save the best for last, which is Audrey. My listeners love hearing from women who love sex, right? So we're going to have Audrey on second, but we're going to get the story from you and then she'll be on. I'm just going to give the brief overview. You and Audrey met. You guys were cheating on your husbands and wives you were neighbors I mean what a fucking story for the block to talk about behind your guys back (laughs) you guys were like having an affair you left your partners and have been successful I mean now you're married and you guys are living your best life when it comes to sex especially because and I typically find that this is a common thing that in second marriages or a lot of times the second time around you're much more honest and upfront about all your stuff right (laughs) and so and so you get right to it I mean you guys know everything about each other you're totally into the same kind of things when it comes to sex you're both bisexual you're into chastity play you're a switch subs doms all that kind of good stuff you guys are into you also do threesomes and foursomes and that kind of stuff as well am i is that the correct short story yeah that's that's uh, pretty much summing up the short version of it that's it, it's funny you mentioned that you're in the second relationships, you're a lot more upfront with things because that's exactly how we did it because we were both. And I, I'll speak to me and Audrey, when she comes on, she can speak from her perspective. But we we were both in relationships that were very unsatisfying. I, I was open with my ex about my sexuality and, and she was very religious. And anytime it would come up, it, it would usually end with her literally saying the words, I need prayer and I need therapy. And so it was a 20, <laughs> it, it was a 20 year relationship 
it was it wasn't a short one. It was a twenty year relationship of you need prayer and therapy and getting shamed for it. And oh my god! I but finally just had enough. And it's interesting though with you that you were very honest about what you were into. The fact that you were bisexual and you were open about that with your first wife, straight up. I mean, I give you credit. A lot of guys keep that on the you know under wraps because of exactly the way your wife reacted. I mean, that's what they think they're going to get, and so they don't even tell them, and they're just out blowing guys behind their back. Yeah, I, I only I fooled around once behind her back with a guy just because I wanted I'd never experienced a guy. And so I did try one time just just to know if I would like it. And I really did. So I knew that it wasn't just like a, a thought in my head. Once I actually acted on it, I had a really good time. And I knew that was something I was going to want to have in some form in my life. And it was just it, it was something that I, I discussed. We discussed swinging with my ex and she was never into it. And so leaving that marriage, which that that's. That's whatever. I'm glad that, that that's gone. But leaving that marriage, I didn't want to repeat those same mistakes. I didn't want to have another unfulfilled relationship where I spent 15, 20 years getting shamed for what I want. So when Audrey and I started talking and started realizing that there might be something there, because we literally lived right across the street. If you walked out of my driveway, right across the street, you're in hers. And kids same age, so we spent a lot of time doing mutual kid things, birthday parties, play dates, stuff like that. And we were just friends, but you know, that there was, there was one specific event that brought us uh, a lot closer. And, and once we realized that there was definitely something more than just a friendship there, I decided if, if we were going to pursue it and make the, I mean, it's a giant change, divorcing your exes. And, oh my God, and for the neighbor. Started, oh, it blew the neighborhood yeah, yeah. up. We had a very, yeah, we had oh a very tight, close knit neighborhood and we blew that entire block up for sure. <laughs> Wait, you said though, that there was one specific thing that happened that brought us closer. What was that? So it's, it's totally cheesy and it sounds really fucked up and it kind of is in, in some ways, but makes me laugh now. We were having a family game night. It was myself, my ex, and Audrey, um, her ex was not there, but it was the three of us playing playing some some board games and stuff. And I mentioned that the next day I was going on a motorcycle ride, and Audrey, who was in the thick of her own stuff and just needed a a bit to distract her and relax and just kind of break free from from everything she was going through, asked if she could come along. And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. That's that's something that was a sticking point with my ex. She hated my motorcycle, hated the fact that I ride. It, it it was a sticking point many times over our relationship and Audrey jumped at the chance to get on with me. And so we went on a ride and it, it was as soon as she got on that seat behind me, the electricity started flowing wow. and took off up the coast in, in California, got into some mountains and did a little bit on the interstate. And there was one part that was, it was probably six hours into what turned into a nine hour ride. Probably about six hours in, we stopped on this this canyon road overlooking the Pacific Coast Highway somewhere around Malibu. And I asked her what her favorite part of the ride was, and she told me it was the twisty, turny parts. So they're exciting and asked me what my favorite part was. And I said, well, actually, it's the interstate. She says, it's kind of boring. Why is that your favorite part? I said, oh, well, you hold on tighter then. Stupid, cheesy, corny, but it was like I wanted to share how I was feeling, and that was the only way I could like, open that door and... And I realized after that, she starts holding on tighter and wouldn't let go at stoplights. And it just, there there was an energy that's hard to explain, hard to describe, but it was very palpable. And we both knew without even talking about it, that our relationship completely changed in that one day. Um, and since then, we've not spent 
well, we've spent some time apart, but not not intentionally. So yeah, but after it, that ride, I mean, do you go back and fuck in the woods before you go home? I mean, like, when do you start having a physical relationship? And no, I, I didn't. I didn't want to get. I didn't want to ruin our friendship because we had a really genuinely good friendship, and so. I didn't, I didn't want my dick to get me in trouble basically. So I literally rode that motorcycle probably about a hundred miles an hour as fast as I safely could back to our street. And I got her the fuck off the bike. Cause I knew I couldn't be around her cause I was going to do something stupid that my dick told me to do. And I, I just, I had to get her off the bike. So I rushed home, got her off the bike. She went to her house. I went to my house. We ended up coming back together and, and later that night and talking and, and there was a lot of flirtation and we lasted an entire week with some pretty heavy flirting going on. And I told her I wasn't going to make a move. I said, as long as you don't make a move, I won't make a move. Well, after about a week, I told her, I said, look, I, I can't, I can't last anymore doing this flirting. I'm going to make a move if you don't tell me no. And we were actually having a, a very large barbecue. I'd smoked a brisket and had a bunch of people over and Everybody was at my house and she had to run back across the street to check on her, her dog. And I knew she was the only one in her house and I was out tending the brisket. And so I, I snuck over really quick and kind of pushed her up against the counter, picked her up by her ass, set her on the countertop and just started kissing her. And it was just, that, that was a week after the ride. And, and from that kiss, things progressed very quickly. Okay. I have the perfect Valentine's day gift idea for you. And you could buy this for your guy, or if you're a guy, buy it for yourself. It is the Butter Wellness Personal Massager. Anyone who listens to my show knows that I am on a mission, okay, (laughs) to get every guy to try a little anal action. And that's why I love the Butter Wellness Personal Massager, because their massager is used on the outside. That's right. You don't have to go on the inside. You just use it right on your taint. If you don't know where your taint is, it is that little sensitive spot between your balls and your asshole. Massaging your taint can not only give you a prostate orgasm, which is like the best orgasm ever, okay? It also increases your blood flow, gives you stronger erections, and if you have any kind of erectile dysfunction going on, it's gonna help with that too. And right now, Butter Wellness is offering my listeners 15% off their whole order. So order up for Valentine's Day. You get 15% off your whole order using my code Strictly at ButterWellness.com. That's ButterWellness.com. Use my code Strictly to get 15% off your whole order. Go get your Valentine's Day gift now so you don't have to worry about it later. ButterWellness.com, code Strictly, or just... Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description.
Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. And where would you guys cheat? So, so this this makes it sound a bit more fucked up, which that's okay. Some of your some of your listeners are going to absolutely hate this, and I get it. But we were both going through our own divorces, right? Like I'd already told my ex I wanted to split. She already told her ex that she wasn't continuing the marriage. We were both military families, mm-hmm. and so her ex was actually deployed. Mm-hmm. So he was gone. So we would just go to her house. Oh, okay. So that was a little easy. It was super easy. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. super easy. My ex was completely oblivious to anything going on around her, and her ex wasn't there. So she'd ask me, literally say, hey, I need you. I need your help in the garage getting something off of a shelf because she's pretty short, and I'm, I'm a pretty tall guy. So we'd go to the garage to get something down and would be furious making out her. We'd end up in the laundry room for 30 seconds together. And Cheating sex could be very charged, so I'm sure those first times oh. were like unbelievable. Considering you also had all this chemistry, you're cheating. It's the first time you're probably having good sex in a long time, from the sounds of your wife. She'll she'll talk a lot about this and and her her situation with her ex, but I, I know that she wasn't very fulfilled, and she's extremely sexually charged. So, and and I already had a reputation in the neighborhood because I'm very open with my sexuality and the things i enjoy so i am I'm, I'm i'm the guy that makes every conversation turn to sex like it's just that's that's i'm just that guy yeah and, and i really enjoy my sex life and i really enjoy talking about sex and hearing other people's sex lives that's why i listen to your podcast that's really fun for me and so i already had a bit of a reputation as a sexual person so she kind of had she was looking forward to our first time and the first time I actually snuck over at 3 in the morning, it became a thing. 3 a.m. is a big thing for us. Anything that happens at 3 a.m. is always a great time for us because <laughs> we did that for weeks. Um, I snuck over, and uh, and at that point, we had already talked about all of our kinks because so before we were going to actually take this sexual, we wanted to make sure it was something that we were going to be compatible with. And, and you know, this wasn't just going to be a, a one-time fuck and ruin our friendship and ruin the kids' relationships and all that stuff. So I had already told her all of my kinks, which I, I got, I'm, I'm, for a guy, I'm pretty, I'm pretty out there in some of my kinks. So why don't you list them? Okay. So I really, really like anal play, but I like extreme anal play. Like my big goal, my first big insertion was the top of a bowling pin. Oh my, wait, a top of a bowl. Where do you find the bowling pin? Yeah. Do you own a bowling alley? I mean, or you order one on Amazon? I'm sure no, no, I, I had, I had a, a bowling alley at my disposal on a, on a, at a location I was stationed at. It was oh a, it was a remote location and, and oh I could God. go in there anytime and turn on the bowling alley and, and it, we didn't actually use it, but it was just kind of sitting there defunct, but I had access to, to all the, the bits and pieces I wanted. So I, I found a brand new bowling pin in a box and I made it my toy and I was, that was a fun toy for a while. Um, I, I put a, a baseball bat one time with a thick end. I, I had a favorite colors purple and I had a, a number four pool ball that I like to play with. That was, that was fun, but I, I like extreme anal insertion. So that's one of my big kinks. I uh-huh. really do like submissive play. I like being tied up. I like being 
physically hurt. I want to be spanked until I'm damn near crying. We've, we've had some fun with that. We've had, we've had some missteps and, and we've learned a lot about each other, but I'm, she has really laid into me. We got a crop that just does some amazing things, <laughs> oh and she has she has fun she has fun taking out any frustrations on me for sure. But I love nipple torture. I mean, your own or t- torturing somebody else? Mine, mine, yeah. Mine. Oh my god! Like she damn near rips them off, and it it if ever I'm struggling to get hard or stay mm-hmm, hard, mm-hmm. she just starts ripping on my nipples, and I am like a flagpole. But you knew that you had all these kinks. Like, had you were you ever able to live them out before you met Audrey? I mean, because your wife wasn't doing the stuff with you, was she? No, she she made like a token effort to try, mm-hmm. but it was usually after some of like she she tried to peg me a couple times, mm-hmm. and that's another one I love being pegged. Yeah, tried to peg me a couple times, but it it was after those times that that's when the prayer and therapy talk would start, and so it was it was never. It was never something I could enjoy because it was never something she was interested in or would initiate. Yeah. And for me, it's not fun. If my partner's not having fun, I, neither am I. Now, it's not hard you know, I, if you know that the other person's no. just doing it for you. No, it's like I, I really need my partner to be into it. So that yeah. way, like, like, like I get off. Like, I, I'm the guy I eat. That's another big kink is oral. I love eating pussy, and I eat pussy for her pleasure. And so, <laughs> like... I get off on her having orgasms. Yeah, but don't you think that that goes with the submissive part of you? I think that that's a very submissive that, kind yeah, of thing, that, right? Yeah, that does. That, mm-hmm. that, that does. I really want her to be pleasure. Like, her pleasure should always come before mine. Mm-hmm. There, there's just no other way to it. That's just a fact of life for me. Her pleasure must come before mine. I also like pee play. And I don't I don't just like getting peed on. I like getting peed on, but I like drinking it straight from the source. Oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, she'll just unload a full bladder and I'll swallow every drop. That's a fun one. I love eating cream pies and being snowballed as well. I, I like a lot of stuff. And what's what's great about it is when I started, and I, I was extremely open with all of these kinks with Audrey before we had sex the first time. And I was honestly trying to scare her off. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make sure yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what you're getting into. And I don't care how open I am and how weird you think I am. But you are going to realize that I'm not the guy for you. And you don't want to do this because I'm a freak. Yeah, yeah, I got that. And the gleam in her eye when I talked about getting fisted and putting things in my ass oh my was damn near scary. She got so excited, apparently, that, and she'll talk about this again, but that had been a fantasy of hers for no a long time, way. was fisting a guy. And when she realized she had that opportunity, she got so excited. I was I was honestly a little scared, and I, it was one of our 3 a.m. meetups. I, I prep myself really good before before I went to sleep and then I, I set an alarm for 3 a.m. snuck out of the house went over and met with her and she fucking destroyed my asshole oh my god wait how long did you guys fuck each other before you left and blew it all up well we actually got caught pretty quick we got caught we, we actually probably about a month and then we decided to take a trip out of town together. She made her excuses to go away. I made my excuses to go away. And by this time, her ex had returned. So we both went away, and my kid decided that they wanted to use my old Apple Watch mm-hmm. at the park. And so my ex turned on my old Apple Watch, which I hadn't disconnected it from my phone. Oh my so. God. She turns it on and all of the text messages start popping up. Oh and so God. she's able to read 
all these these nasty, naughty messages between Audrey and I, and there. And was she good friends lot. with Audrey though? Because they, this is your they neighbor. Were they were uh, not good friends, but mm-hmm. they were they were close enough that they would go out on take the kids out on girl dates and oh stuff like God. that. And, oh my you know, God! Oh my God! I was the first one to take Audrey's kid fishing, and like yeah. I mean, we, we would we we were all pretty close, but but Audrey and I were definitely the friends of the group, but we were each because you know try to keep it again there was never an intention with her and i to be sexual and so trying to keep things appropriate i I was friends with the ex-husband she was friends with my ex-wife kind of thing because that was the appropriate roles no and let me ask you this because i know that like you weren't intending to be sexual but once you were sexual were you even intending at that point to be emotional as well the emotional connection blossomed on that on that motorcycle ride um once we went forward we had a very honest conversation with each other and and we decided if we're doing this we're doing this all the way we're pushing our divorces through as quick as we can and we're having a relationship and and we're gonna we're gonna take it as far as as far as it'll go and well here we are now married on a home together and co-parenting and how many years well we've been married for just under two years now Mm mm-hmm so wait, so your wife finds out and then, I mean, you were already getting divorced though anyway, correct? She didn't know why though. I, she just knew I was unhappy, but I, we, we didn't, we didn't tell them that we had anything going on. We weren't planning on telling them anything about us until the divorces were final. Yeah. But she finds, she finds the messages on the old watch, takes it across the street and shows Audrey's ex and they didn't call us or nothing. They waited for us <laughs> to get back, oh my God. Um, come home from our trip to get confronted with uh, angry exes and it, it blew up and it was, yeah, there, there was a lot of drama. That in itself is probably a whole 30 minute story, but. Yeah, that's crazy. But I mean, in those text messages, was there like fisting and pissing and pee play and all that kind of, was it that hardcore? There, it, there wasn't pictures that, that they ever found. And a lot of the messages weren't that descriptive, right. but there was a lot of, I love yous and, um, you know, talk about can't waiting, not being able to wait for the exes to be out of the picture. And oh my God. Yeah. That's bad enough. That's worse. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was nothing that specifically said, Hey, we're fucking, but it was enough to know damn well that, Hey, we're fucking. Yeah. And like I said, I'm sorry, but as a woman, it's worse to see your guy saying, I love you to somebody else. She'd rather you just be fucking because you're going to actually be in a relationship with that other woman. So to me, that's worse than seeing you fucking her because then she can maybe just think it's like a fling, you know? (laughs) And and I think that they both thought that was going to be the case at the beginning and that they genuinely believe that confronting us was going to end it. And it it didn't. We actually just doubled down on everything (laughs) at that point. And we're like, okay, well, now you know. So now we're not hiding anything. So it's us now. Sorry. Oh. And we just we doubled down on it and and pushed through the divorces. Got the divorces done, and we got married. We actually had all of the children were at the wedding, and and it was it was a good time. So now, when did you start living out all your other fantasies? I mean, you were like she was fisting you before you even got divorced, like right from the get go. I mean, did you start hooking up with guys and doing your threesomes and foursomes together and stuff like that early on? I mean, how did all that? Yeah, come so to I mean, we've we've only we've only been together a couple of years yeah. as a couple, right? Mm-hmm. So so it's all happened pretty quickly. But we we actually had an opportunity. We had no kids; they were with their respective ex partners. And so it was, it was an opportunity where we had just dropped the kids off with, with her ex 
and we're driving back to our house and we live in the south now and so we're driving through a couple of different states getting back to our house and Audrey makes a, a account on Grinder as we're driving and we find somebody that, that looked entertaining and he never used his real name. So I think I can say it. We call him lunch. That, that's, that's his name. And so we find lunch and, and, and we schedule a meetup and it works out and it was just totally kind of a, a spur of the moment decision. And he comes over to a restaurant near our house. We meet, we hit it off. We say, let's go back to our house. And sure enough, we, we, start in on this this threesome with another man and he's going down on her and he's she's laying on the bed and he's kind of bent over between her legs eating her out and I start eating his ass and I'm sucking his dick while he's bent over from behind and we we fall into this pretty easy you know rhythm and we're I mean we each he I never fucked him he sucked my dick I sucked his dick I never actually fucked him I don't remember that first time if she pegged me during that at all. I'm, I'm not sure if we used a dildo, but at one point towards the end, and, and he, he came a couple of times, I had popped a Viagra to make sure I was going to stay, you know, stout through the whole thing. And we, we had all come multiple times. The other thing about Audrey, she's multi-orgasmic. She can have repeated orgasms. I think this morning she had, yeah, this morning she had six before she took over and started pegging me. Oh um, so, so we'd all come multiple times at this point, but it, it ends with me on my back, her sitting on my face. And I really love like, take my breath away, choke me, make, make it difficult for me to breathe. Right. I really, I really like that. Like sit on my face. So she was sitting on my face, just grinding away while he's between my legs, fucking me. And she's whispering in his ear for him to come in my ass. And that just pushed him over the edge and, and he came in my ass. And that was our first experience together with another partner. Her first time seeing me with a man and, my first time, other than the one quick little lunch break tryst that I had had to experiment with years prior, that was my first time really getting to enjoy uh, sexually another man. And we we had a when he left, we went on and fucked for probably another hour after that because it was just so fucking hot and reliving all of it. I mean, we were both amazingly turned on, had a great experience with that, and the next one, unfortunately. I got, we ended up finding a, a girl that we brought back and. Well, yeah. Cause Audrey's bisexual she, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she was one of those girls and, and you've talked about these on your show where she, she wasn't really into women. She liked to make out, but she was really there for my dick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I got extremely excited because, Hey, here I am getting to fuck another woman with my wife. So I got a little overzealous, not a lot overzealous. <laughs> and I, I lost focus of Audrey and started focusing more on getting myself off. And having my fun and so it kind of turned it, it, that, that was like one of the big learning moments for us where where i realized hey i gotta i gotta be a lot better about taking care of of audrey in these moments it's not about me we're, we're creating a very vulnerable situation and if i don't respect her that's gonna kind of ruin the entire moment for us and for it, sure. it, it did so that night we we stopped short of finishing asked her to leave and Audrey and I had a very long conversation. We did come back together that same night and end up, I guess you've called it before reclaiming. reclamation sex, yeah. reclaiming. So we kind of reclaimed each other and, and it ended very well and, and we took the lessons away from it, but that was a, that was a rough lesson to learn. And then I've, I've had some long time friends that, you know, I fooled around with a little bit before and we talked about having, some sort of swinger activity with my ex actually, but my ex was never into it. So nothing ever really happened there. 
but these friends of mine became very close friends with Audrey when we hooked up. We all four hit it off together, and, and we had an opportunity that popped up where we ended up traveling to them. And we didn't know for sure if anything was going to happen. We, we hadn't planned it, but we left the opportunity open, and mm-hmm. that ended up in a wild, all-night-long fuck fest with the four of us. With we, Everybody's mouth was on everybody. We, we didn't have time to prep for anal sex, so I, I didn't fuck him. He didn't fuck me, but you know, there was at one point where I, I was almost nutting because Audrey and the guy friend were both sucking me while his wife was sitting on my face, and it was just... It, it was that was a wild, wild experience. And that was your guy friend from like your long time guy friend. My guy, my long time guy friend and his wife. I mean, I've known them since. I mean, I'm 40 and, and we met in high school. Wow. So did he did you guys always know you were both bisexual, but just never hooked up with each other because you were married or something? He was the only person I was. I'm very closeted. Back then I was very, very. And, and well, I was very open about sex minus my sexuality. I always told oh. him we, we just kind of felt each other out and we, we both knew we were both a little kinky. And so we just let the conversation flow and kind of came out to each other. Um, there's very few people in the world that know that he has that bisexual side. Yeah. It's, it's kind of limited to maybe half a dozen people that know about him, but he and I always knew about each other. I mean, probably since the time we were each 20, but never did anything with each other. Other than than a little bit of touching, mutual stroking, never to completion, just teasing. Yeah. Um, we we because ne- we we never wanted to cheat. That wasn't our goal. We didn't want to cheat on our on our spouses. So we were like, hey, this is fun. We want to do this. Let's see if we can get them on board. But we'd never do it without their consent. And it right. just never it never happened until Aud- Audrey. And Audrey, I, yeah. And, oh my goodness. And we all got together and, and made it happen. We had actually a, a two nights of playing with them. So. Yeah, we had we had a lot of fun with that. That was and and of course that night started in a hot tub with me in a chastity cage, so that was. And his wife was bisexual too. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Audrey because she's very into women as well. Yeah, she she had curiosity. She had had one really bad experience with a woman, but was open to trying more. Mm-hmm. And for her, the, the reason that she never did anything is because trust is a big thing. She has to feel very safe and and. I've known her for a long time and I'm very good friends with her. And I, I love her as a, as a person can love a friend. So like she felt very safe and comfortable with me. Yeah. And so she was able to really, and getting to know Audrey quickly felt safe and comfortable with her too. And so we were all four able to really relax into each other, knowing that our relationships are safe with each other. Our friendships are safe with each other. Our, you know, desires to experiment. We're all going to be very, you know, caring and, and, supportive of each other no there's no shame in anything and so everybody was i mean as relaxed as you could imagine anybody being in any kind of sexual interaction it was the easiest smoothest interaction to have and and again it started out with us playing a little game just to kind of break the ice and we were playing a dice game and depending on if you rolled an otter and even you'd get to choose who you do something with and you know i tell i tell audrey hey you got to go kiss her or suck on her nipples for 30 seconds. Little things are just a little game to start us off with. And yeah, and it, it evolved into obviously once everybody was comfortable, we, we said, we all knew, Hey, we're all comfortable kissing. We're all comfortable touching. There was no jealousy that was popping up because that was, we didn't want to dive into sex and have all this jealousy pop up. So it's, Hey, let's see each other with, with all partners involved here and see if there's any feelings that pop up. And if we want to stop and end this where it is and 
everybody was very comfortable. So we progressed to the bedroom and it turned into full on, you know, full, full swap situation where I was fucking his wife, he was fucking mine. And there was, there was lots of times where we were all four fucking each other at the same time in some form, whether it was the vaginas being filled with cock or pussies on mouths, cocks and mouths, whatever. I mean, it was just any way we could move, we were moving. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. So, And that was two nights in a row you did. I know that you said the first night you guys weren't prepped, so there was no anal action. What about the second night? No, yeah, it was, it was, it was very the, – the first night was, was more mild play. It was the second night that we got into the full swap, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We, actually ended up, we actually ended up in their bed until about 4 a.m., and we were starting to – because they have kids that were in the <laughs> house, and we're, we're, we're starting to worry, like, okay, kids are asleep, but we don't want them to wake up and come, come looking for parents. Yeah. And, and all of us are, you know, a pretzel of naked bodies together, so we were like – we had to bow out and head back to our place. But it, that was that second night was was the night that was really wild. The first night was just hot tub chastity. Took a couple pictures, posted them on Reddit. Got a lot of got a lot of fun interactions on Reddit from those pictures. Oh yeah, you guys are on Reddit. You like to do that? Is that a part of your guys' kink too? Like putting your pics up on Reddit and for people to see? We we don't post every day, but we do. We we have. I mean, if if you looked at our Reddit accounts, which I'd share with you if you wanted to look at it, uh-huh. but, but we have we have quite a bit of of photos we've posted on Reddit. And we have fun interacting with that for sure. Cause, do you want to give you know, your Reddit out or do you want to keep that? Uh, I'll, I'll, I don't care if, if we give it out, I wouldn't mind, but I'll let Audrey decide. Like it's a, it's a fun time killer for us to go on there. And, and it's nice to get the compliments. Cause there's some people that really, what we put on there, there was, there was one we put on that got quite a bit of attention again, back to, I, I really enjoy extreme anal insertions and Audrey really likes seeing how far she can put it yeah um, i mean she's got almost to her elbow almost elbow deep oh in my, my in my ass but one thing she really wanted to do she set a goal without telling me is that she wanted to get both fists at the same time in me and she did it and i managed to snap a picture of it so we got we got a, a double fist picture up on reddit that must get a lot of attention <laughs> Well, if, if you're if you're into that stuff, there's not a lot of people doing it. It's very niche, but if you're into it, the people that are into it really like it. Yeah. You're very hardcore, like in a certain way, for sure. Because like you're into pee play, but not just pee play, but like you want to drink it. That's like taking pee play to a whole other level. Like it's same with fisting. I mean, some people want to get fisted. You want two fists, like you'll take three fists. You're like, you're, you're a extremist. It, definitely. I, 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 and that's, that's something that we have to, like moderate because I do <laughs> tend to take things to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. So like chastity, we're, we're having a conversation right now that's that we haven't really resolved it yet. But like for me, chastity is a lot of fun, but there's a part of it. Chastity cages, if you know anything about them are, are pretty escapable. They're not really going to stop you from doing something. If you want to do something yeah. unless you have a piercing. And so I've been toying with the idea of getting a Prince Albert piercing in a cage that's designed to go through that. That is, fully inescapable like i i i again that extreme side of me wants to take it to the next level yeah, yeah, yeah um 
but that's a permanent modification that comes with a lot of other things that goes goes into it. So it's and, and I I tend to I I tend to get overzealous. That's my biggest flaw in all of this, and and I have to to rein myself back because I I get over like with with the one female we had, I got overexcited and kind of sabotaged that that oh that one that she didn't feel comfortable with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I gotta I gotta keep that in mind that I do tend to go a little too extreme sometimes. And But maybe and... that wasn't even just your extreme nature. Maybe it's because, listen, you guys just started really quickly to do all kinds of things. And even professional couples that I know that do this all the time, there's always going to be times where so- jealousy might rear its ugly head sometimes, it's just depending on the way the wind fucking blows. Like, you just don't know. I don't know that it was definitely like, oh, your fault. I think people learn those things as they go, and there's just no way, I don't think, to prepare for every feeling that you're going to have when you open yourself up to this lifestyle. So I just think that that's how you learn by doing it. Yeah, and that's that's honestly one of the things we talked about before we came on, on the show with yeah. Because we wanted to portray this very honestly. Yeah. Like we've made missteps, we've made mistakes, but but we're we're accepting the mistakes. We we thoroughly discuss them after and we try to grow from every experience because the the lifestyle is something we're very interested in. And it's very hard to find a partner that's into all the kinks you're into. Yeah. For sure. But we we really do want to continue growing in the lifestyle but also keeping your relationship happy i mean you don't want to lose your relationship for it and that's the line you're you want to toe and that's what you're afraid of because you could be a little extreme so hopefully audrey's the 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 moderate moderate one in the relationship to pull you back a little bit <laughs> moderate is very relative because she's also quite extreme obviously. yeah I she can't enjoys wait. going elbow deep in my ass so. yeah i know and I know you said you guys are like switch and you guys switch sometimes. So I'm, I'm excited to hear about what Audrey's fucking into. Oh my God. Besides what she does yeah. to you, like what she's into for herself. Yeah. I've definitely tied her up and, and blindfolded her and she, she does like it when I'm more dominant and I don't know how far she's going to go into that, but she does like being dominated sometimes. And, yeah. and, and I have no problem doing it. I, I, I enjoy getting rough with her, holding her down and, and just, I, I, if she's not a little bit scared while we're having fun, then I'm not doing it right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of my, <laughs> that's kind of my model. Like she needs to be a little nervous. Like we have safe words, green, yellow, red, the typical standard <laughs> ones. And then we've got like the, the, Hey, this cuts it right now. The ultimate safe word. <laughs> and we've, we've each pushed ourselves that to where we each safe word at once. Yeah. 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 And we don't want to go there. We don't want to safe word. we want to get right to that edge to where we're riding that high and, and, and so the times that we've safe worded, that became a very big discussion to where we made sure we didn't repeat that. But also we didn't want it to be a thing where, hey, we safe worded, so we're afraid to do this again. We, we don't want to be afraid of playing with each other and being extreme. So we really like to talk it out and make sure that we're understanding why we use the safe word and how we can get back to that edge without going over the next time. So... Luckily for us so far, like we, we haven't, we have never stopped anything. We, we continue to do all the play we've ever done and, and we just, we've grown a lot. And, and it's, you have to go through those growing pains, I think, and be willing to keep trying. That over communication is what it's all about. You really need to do that. That's the difference between the couples that are successful and that aren't. I mean, it's just a lot of being very open and a lot of conversations every step of the way to make sure that everyone's okay with everything, especially if you're doing these hardcore things too, when you're very extreme. 
But just opening up yeah. and fucking other people in front of each other and bringing other people into the relationships. I mean, you learn as you go. But as long as you're open with each other and honest with each other and not afraid to tell the other person that this is how you're feeling and the other person is respectable about how you're feeling, that's all good. That's the that's reality. Yeah, it's mean, not going to be perfect. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of vulnerability in it. If you're going to yeah. make yourself that vulnerable, you need somebody that's going to respect that vulnerability and make you feel safe in that. So... I mean, I have to feel safe. I, I'm, I'm, again, I said it was former military, so in a very masculine-driven environment, and here I am liking to suck dicks and get fucked in the ass. <laughs> but that's what it's always, that's how it always is. It's always this guy like that that wants to be a sub when he's, the clothes are off. Yeah, so it's, it's, it, but it's a situation where I needed to feel really safe to be able to share that. And it was before we even had sex, I knew I was safe with her. Yeah. And I, I knew I could share all of, all of those secrets and I I'll put it this way. She knows more. And I've, we've been together for a couple of years now. I was with my ex for 20. Yeah. Audrey knows more about me than my ex ever could imagine. We've shared so much more with each other, both in terms of our, our, our mental state, our desires and actual things we've done. So it's, it's been a pretty wild ride and, and we've definitely, We've we've been having fun so far, and and we've got we've got plans to continue growing in the lifestyle. This 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 friend that that we this couple that we engage with, we're we're working on meeting up with them again so we can push that again. That was a very unplanned, but we 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 definitely we're looking forward to continuing this journey because we've got a lot more to to explore and do. And so. yeah, well, I have a lot more to explore and do on this call, and that is get fucking Audrey on because I want to hear her take on all this. I can't wait to talk to her. Listen, I love your openness and your honesty and your story. I it's so interesting how extreme you are. I don't know that I've had someone on that wants to be double fisted and into into very large insertions. So thanks for sharing all of that, and like I said, being so honest about it. And thanks for getting your girl on board because we're going to talk to her now too. Yeah, all right, well, let's, let's switch it over and get her to you. All right, thanks, Bert. Thank you. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. Okay, listen, Audrey, I'm assuming you were in the room. You heard everything that me and Bert talked about, but I need to hear your whole story now, too, or your side of things, because yeah. as extreme <laughs> as Bert is, you have to be, too, because you're keeping up with him. You're right there with him, okay? I, I'm not necessarily extreme in every way that he is, but we're very compatible and, and work well together for sure. But listen, the fact that you always had a fantasy of fisting a guy to me makes you extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, most people are an extreme as Bert, okay? But like you could do the hang. You're like compatible with him, so you're pretty hardcore. But let's go back to the beginning. What was going on in your marriage? Was it that your guy was away all the time? Were you in a sexless marriage, unhappy too? Like by the time you met Bert? So it wasn't that he was away a lot. It was more so that he was really selfish. I I could have not been there and he would have been totally fine. It was very much like a roommate kind of a situation was how my marriage was. I was, it felt like I was the mom, honestly. Mm -hmm. I did everything for him. I took care of our kids. I did everything. And it was just like, he couldn't have cared less. Wow. And it, it became really, really frustrating. And that was just in our day-to-day -day life. And then sex, it, it wasn't terrible, but I was really unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm I'm in that marriage. I masturbated every day, every day. Because you're horny. Multiple times a day. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I maybe had sex with him every 10 days, if that. Wow. We One time we went almost an entire month because I was just so uninterested and unfazed. It, it, he, it was very, very vanilla. He didn't like doing anything out of probably the same like five or six positions and motions. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it was boring. It got really, really boring. And I'm just, I'm a very sexual person and it just wasn't enough. And trying to express that to him, he very much tried to make it seem like it was me. And I was not okay with that. Um, there were a couple of years where, you know, I tried to express to him that I was unhappy and I wanted to make it work. And um, he just wasn't really interested in it. I think sometimes that guys, it's not that they're not interested or maybe they're not, but they also really aren't taking it seriously or something. I don't know what it is, but so many men seem very blindsided by the fact that their wives want a divorce. But if you talk to the wife, like typically the wife has been telling the guy she's unhappy for years, but guys really don't listen. Women will tell you till they're blue in the face. By the time they want a divorce, they have exhausted every fucking option. Like they don't keep it under wraps. You know what I mean? No woman doesn't complain and then just break up with you they complain and they complain and they complain and the guy like you said seems uninterested or whatever it is I don't know what it is with guys but they're always like I don't know what happened like she just divorced me it's like no I know what happened you didn't listen to her like listen to your wife she's telling you exactly how she feels heed the warning because when she's done she's fucking done done. exactly and that's exactly what it was it was three years of me telling him I was unhappy three years and then he was getting ready to deploy and I told him, I was like, look, I can't do this anymore. I've been telling you for years I'm unhappy. When you deploy, we'll move. And as soon as we move, I'm filing for divorce. And we'll work it out from there. Because I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I was emotionally and mentally and physically exhausted. Yeah, totally. And at that point, Bert and I were already really good friends, like he said. And so when he talks about the motorcycle ride, oh my God. I was going through the process of dealing with my ex Mm -hmm. and his reaction to me telling him I wanted a divorce. (laughs) So he's calling me every day and he's like trying to make it work and telling, begging me and, and how can I fix this? And I was done. But isn't it unfortunate that that's the way it always got, goes? The guy is always like, yeah. what? And then they're trying to change. It's like, no, you were, you needed to do that three years ago. It's too right. little, too late. And once the woman has zero hope, you're never going to get it back. Like women will go on 1% hope for years. But once it's all gone, no hope, bye-bye. That's what guys don't get. Exactly. And I mean, we had been together for 14 years, yeah. married for 12. So, it's, yeah. And we had two kids together. It's, and my really going to separate my family and yeah, it's a hard end thing. this marriage yeah. for this. And mm-hmm. it just got to the point where it was like, I have to, for my own self-care, I had to. Yeah. So now, so you're going through that. Like, had you ever thought about Bert before that motorcycle ride? No. It, okay. When he says we were 100% platonic and it was just pure friendship, yeah. it, it genuinely was. I right. did not look at him like that. It, it, he and it was funny because he always would make flirtatious comments to the neighbors and stuff like that but he never made those comments to me and I always was a little offended <laughs> and I was like what am I not good enough for yeah. you if you don't want to flirt with me but turns out he thought I was like he well he thought I was like super prudish which is hilarious to oh. think now but um I was very reserved and you know when it comes to my personal life I kind of tend to be that way mm-hmm. um 
And so I just kind of kept things to myself. And so not a lot of people knew. So we started kind of talking a little bit more and he kind of started realizing, okay, maybe there's more to her than I thought. And then I especially think the second he said something about the motorcycle ride and I perked up and I was like, yes, I'm a huge thrill seeker. I love stuff like that. Um, and so I was very up for it and he, I think was shocked when I initially was like, yes, I want to go. Yeah. And then I'm not gonna lie. I walked across the street that morning and this is the first time I honestly ever looked at him that way, but I walked across the street that morning and he's standing there in jeans and motorcycle boots and that motorcycle jacket. And I like, I could have creamed my pants right there. And it, it was surprising. It was unexpected, but like he said, we went back to the house. We each went our separate ways. Mm-hmm. I went back to my house. I was actually <clears throat> building a couch. I had just bought a couch. So I was trying to put it together. And so I walked across, back across the street and I was like, hey, I actually need help doing this. Yeah. So he ended up coming back over. His ex-wife came over for a little while. But yeah, like he said, while she wasn't there, there was a lot of flirtation. And we went to go throw all the boxes away at the dumpster. And we kind of had talked about like how the ride changed, the ride changed us. Something clicked and something was different now. And that's when we had the whole conversation of, well, I'm not going to do anything. And he says, well, I'm not going to do anything. And we're like, okay, well, you know, if you're not going to make a move and I'm not going to make a move, we're fine. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that week of flirting was so intense and I have a really big, like I have an audio fetish Mm -hmm. and um like my love being having my ears played with and stuff so he would do shit like lean in and whisper in my ear (laughs) and it was so unfair because we already made the decision we weren't going to do anything but he was doing that pretty much the entire week like taunting you (laughs) yes yeah 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 and then so you guys start like fucking like when do you realize that he's into fisting and you have this fisting thing I mean because you fisted him very early on I mean that's kind of like hardcore to me (laughs) yeah so in that week we kind of the week before we ever did anything we let everything out he had mentioned he had mentioned so we we started talking about what kind of porn we watched Mm -hmm. and he said something about pegging and I was like oh my gosh I've always wanted to do that my ex-husband wouldn't let me anywhere near his ass. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was like something that I was like, yes, I want to do this. Like, this is something I've always wanted to do. And then he kind of was, oh, well, this is the extreme that I take it to. And I was like, oh, I can totally do that. Oh and God. it, so yeah, I told him it was probably maybe two or three nights in. I was like, just make sure you're really clean because this is happening. And I don't think he actually believed that I was going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had my mindset, so and it turned you on. I mean, that's something that you were yes. into. Did you always realize you were a little dom? No, I actually honestly thought I wanted to be dominated yeah, yeah, yeah. more so. Um, but it, like he said, it's funny because I'm short. I'm 5'4". Yeah. And he's a little over six foot. And so, I mean, he's a bigger dude and there's a little bitty me completely dominating him and I I love every second of it I loved having that control but I I also have that in a lot of my life in general Mm -hmm. so it's not surprising that it transfers over to the bedroom yeah I mean the fact that you liked you know 
pegging him and fisting him. That is being the dom for sure. I mean, I know that he said yeah. that you guys like to switch and sometimes he likes to be the dom and he likes yes. to be a little bit more forceful with you. That happens too, but you really enjoy that aspect of it. And what's great is he loves being a sub. So you guys were so perfectly yes. suited for each other, like right from the get-go. <laughs> but there's not, I mean, no person is going to be 100% on the same page with everything that you like, but we're pretty damn close. And especially coming from the relationships we had before coming to somebody who even likes 50% of what you're into has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think, listen, he's into some really hardcore things for a guy. So for him to find a woman who's not only accepting of it, but also down for it, because there's one thing for someone to accept it and play around because that's what you're fucking into. It's another thing to have your partner not only accepting of it, but like down for it because they're turned on by it. You're not fisting him because he likes to be fisted like you. You get off on it, too. So I think that that's a big thing that adds to it. Yeah. And I mean, we discover new stuff every time we play and it's so fun and literally this morning <laughs> we found a new thing that I like and I, was that a form of controlling him and torturing him and you know I got off on doing it so it was, how are you torturing it's always him fun. so he was really really close we were just having regular sex and he was really really close but he didn't want to come yet because I was going to pay him afterwards uh-huh. and so he was trying to hold out yeah and so I was like okay that's fine. Don't come, but you can't take it out of me. And so I sat there rubbing my clit and, and kind of rocking on him back and forth. And, and I got off on knowing that he's inside of me. He can feel everything that I'm doing, but he knows he can't come and he knows he's going to get punished if he does. And it's just that form of domination is super fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, how did you feel like, I mean, because he's like very into peeing and like I said, his whole stuff is like, he doesn't just want you to pee on him. He wants you to pee in his mouth and he's going to fucking drink it. I mean, like, well, how soon into your relationship did he pull, put that one on you and like how into it were you? So that one came a little bit later. Uh-huh. I knew about it. I was a little bit more shy about that aspect of it. Peeing on him didn't phase me. Peeing in his mouth, it was a little weird getting past the psychological aspect because it <laughs> it, it was more so, not that I was grossed out by it. It was yeah. more so, okay, I, I'm not sitting on a toilet. I'm sitting over my husband's mouth. And so trying to get myself to was a little bit different. It does not go the other way, though. I have no problem doing it to him. I love how much he loves it. I enjoy doing it for him. But... Mm-hmm. I don't want it done to me. Like, I have no desire to go there. That's probably the only place where we're like, oh, no, that's where you can have your fun. And I'm good on this side of things. I was going to ask you, though, if he gets to fist you, too. I mean, I know you fist him. Do you get down for that as well? And for anal play? (laughs) Not. I do. I do. I enjoy anal. Not to the extreme that he does. I'm very much more reserved. He fucks me in the ass. I have a plug. I have a dildo that sometimes goes up there, but he fists me vaginally and I love that. Okay. Well, that's hardcore. Yeah. You liked it. I mean, I'm assuming he was the first person that did it to you. No. No? So when I was, no. So when I was in high school, I actually dated a girl. And so her and I, so her and I explored, got to explore that whole side. I mean, granted, it's a woman, so a lot smaller fist. Oh, so you had a girlfriend in high school. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
and you guys fisted all the time. That was your guys thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was it was a, a weird relationship because she was also dating a guy, uh-huh. but I had nothing to do with the guy. Like I wasn't in a relationship with the guy. We would hook up the three of us sometimes, but their relationship was separate from our relationship, and so that that was a kind of weird relationship for me, for sure. But that's where you so you were fisted before, so you knew you were into it because of that yes. relationship, and that's when you knew you were bisexual too, right? Because I know he told me you're both bi. He is, you are, yes. correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, and then, you know, you've done all these kinds of things. Now, when you wanted to play with that first couple, I know he said it was like a little weird. It was the first woman, actually. It wasn't a couple, right? It was just like the girl that you brought in. So, the first, so the, yeah. the first one was a, a guy that I had found on Grinder. Oh, right, that um, guy. We Tell were, me about that one, yeah. Yeah, and and like I he, um, not to get into too much detail of his life, but – you know, we still talk to him occasionally every now and then. And um, he has every intention of, you know, when he comes back in town, trying to reach out back out to us. And he was a great first experience for us as a couple because mm-hmm. um, we were able to talk to him and kind of tell him what we were comfortable with. We found out what he was comfortable with. We knew his situation and his story. And I think a lot of that is kind of where it maybe didn't go as well with the female is because we went to a friend's birthday party and honestly I picked her up. I was the one who was like, I like her. I want to bring her home and play with her. Like Mm -hmm. I liked her vibe and everything, but we didn't have that opportunity. Like we did with lunch to kind of meet and go over things at first. It was more of like a pick up at a bar and take her home and a lot of alcohol involved. So emotions are even higher and it just, it ended up not being a good situation in the moment, but we definitely learned and grew from it. So that there's always something positive to take out of it. Yeah. Like I told him, I mean, I know even the most professional couples, sometimes there'll be a little jealousy there. And I just think the key to right. all of it is that if it does come up and it does, and it will, and you never know it because that's just the, your human beings. It, it's just that a matter of being able to feel comfortable enough to be honest with your partner and for them to be cool. Like he was very, he felt really bad. He could tell that you didn't feel right yeah. about it. And he was like, never wants to do that again because he doesn't want to fuck with your feelings. And that's what it's all about. It's not that that kind of stuff is never going to happen. You never know. I, I, I hear it all right. the time. But it's just a matter of you knowing that you could say, hey, I'm not cool with this and that he's going to respect you and him really respecting you and not doing it again and being uh, conscious of the the other person's feelings. Because that girl was a unicorn. You just picked her up. She doesn't know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) I know. Well, it was funny because we were actually competing with another couple, too, because another couple was hitting on her. Oh, no way. She was like, I went home with the wrong couple. (laughs) Well, well, it was it it was funny because the other couple ended up leaving because the wife was a little too tipsy. So they ended up leaving. And so. That kind of should have been my first sign because she like stopped talking to us and and broke away from us to go hang out with them more. Oh. And then when they left, she came back to us, right, which right, right. I kind of had a weird vibe about that. So I kind of wish I would have went with my instincts, but it is what it is. Yeah, and you learn from that experience, and that's what it's all about. I mean, you guys are just doing this for the past couple. I mean, you've done a lot considering, but you've been with each other not that long. It's not like you're 10 years into it. You're kind of still newbie. So I think that it's all learning experiences, and it's it's 
great to learn. What was it like that first time, though, with the guy with lunch, seeing your guy with another guy? That was the first time you saw guy on guy action, right? Did you realize like you were really turned on by it? Did you always know you were? So I always knew that I like watching guy on guy. I watch gay porn all the time. I think it's hot. And so yeah, so getting to see Bert doing that yeah. was amazing. And also for me, it was like, I knew he had wanted that experience again. Mm-hmm. So getting to make that happen for him was super exciting. And it, like I said, that for a first experience, that could not have gone better. And I'm super happy. I think he was super happy with how it went. And yeah, I mean, it was hot. There was one point where I was just sitting off to the side and they were 69ing. And I was like, this is freaking amazing. <laughs> like, How often do you get to sit there and watch it live? Oh, you sound like the cuck husbands that I talk to. I mean, that's a part of what they love. They love to see their girl fucking another guy because it's like what they're typically seeing on porn. But it's like their girl in front of them. And yeah. for you, it's the same yeah. thing. You're always watching guy on guy action. Now here's the guy on guy action, but it's your guy. Right. And you're watching it. Yeah. So it's like double the pleasure. Now, what about that experience? with his friends his and and the, the that couple I know that went really well it did and I was I was genuinely nervous about it at first because like he said he had known him yeah both of them for a really really long time yeah you're like the odd person out <laughs> they knew his ex and the two wives were friends and they oh. did stuff together kids a lot and everything so that kind of made me nervous because yeah Obviously, marriages did not end well. And and there's no way that that wife didn't know or didn't hear a mouthful about you when you cheated on her with the other, his ex-wife. Do you know what I mean? Like, she probably went to that girl and was like, oh, my God, can you believe this neighbor, blah, blah, blah. So she knew about you. So which, so I'm, I don't know that that actually happened because what's weird is on each side, we had the splitting of the friends. Yeah. Some sided with them, some sided with us. And they were the couple they sided with us. And so, and I think they also knew that Bert was unhappy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a really big thing to see him happy now and to like, they actually listened to his side of the story. And no, it's not the greatest. We didn't go about it the right way, for sure. We, We messed up. But when you hear what we kind of had been going through for years, it, these people understood. And, but still coming in as the new person, <clears throat> it was, it, it was weird for sure. And yeah. then also I'm very much a type of person that I have to know you and kind of sit there and talk to you for a little bit and feel your vibe. And I didn't get to do that in person with them before like that first night interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of weird. We did talk on the phone with them a lot. Um, a lot of, uh, sexting back and forth with them for a while. And and through that, very much the friendship grew. And I think they grew to trust me and I grew to trust them. Um, I still wasn't sure about the wife because at first um, I wasn't sure she was going to be my type. Yeah. But she's very, very different in person mm-hmm. <laughs> versus on the phone. She's one of those people. And I know in person, people. she was yeah. so she was so much fun and we clicked. And then even with her husband, like he and I clicked and it it seriously ended up being such a fun night and we can't wait to do it again with them. And, and it was two nights that first time. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and I thought it was going to be awkward because we even went to brunch with them after the two nights. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't at all. We just sat there, four friends talking. And and there was full swaps. You saw him with the wife. And there were no mm-hmm. ill feelings like when that other woman was involved. No, not at all. I, I actually really enjoyed seeing the two of them together. It's something I kind of wanted for each of them. Yeah. And it, it was it was fun. I And it was fun. Like Bert said, at one point, he, he and was laid out on the bed and she's sitting on his face and me and the husband are sucking his cock. And it was like, that was the greatest thing ever. That was so much fun to see that, to see him having so much pleasure and so much attention on him. And yeah. it was just, I know he enjoys stuff like that. So it was fun. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, what what could be left on your guy's bucket list? I mean, you've kind of been there, done that. I mean, he's very into all kinds of things. Is there anything like that you are really into that you want to happen that hasn't happened yet? Yeah, I really I really want to do a cuck situation because mm-hmm. we have not done that yet. Um, and what does that look like for you when you what does a cuck situation mean to you? Like I, 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 he, we do chastity play, yeah. and so I want him locked up, and I want him locked up for a good period of time before mm-hmm. I bring in somebody else and just have my way with them right in front of him, and then he's going to clean up the mess. <laughs> oh my god! And you even get a bitchy tone to you when you say that. He must have a he must have a hard on right now if he's listening. You're like already you you clicked into <laughs> dom mode right there. I heard it. <laughs> I I can very easily click into that, I just and I heard love it. doing it. Yeah, yeah. I just heard it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, I always say this to little Dom girls, like you are like the unicorn. That's the other unicorn that exists. I think most women like to be the submissive. Even you thought like you were more into being submissive because I think that's just the natural yeah. way of women. The majority do. But so I think if you're a woman that could do the Dom thing, you're a, you're a hot commodity because so many guys want to be Dommed. They might not admit it. A lot of guys do admit it. I think there's more out there that don't, but they do. And they would love nothing more than their their girl to dominate them but I just think a lot of girls don't have it in them so it's so cool that you do because it's rare well and I think a lot of times too guys are afraid to ask for it yeah for sure I think so yeah for sure because they think it like is emasculating or makes them yeah 100% and what they don't understand and I know because I've been doing my show that the most masculine men are the ones that want it the most and it's it's because that's the switch that's the release that's why those kind of guys like it it just makes sense so and and I think if they understood that maybe they'd be less afraid to sort of cop to it but I do think that a lot of them keep it under wraps for sure but Reed. any any girl listening, like your guy, that macho guy that you got, the manly man, man, he's the one, right? The alpha guy, he's the one that wants to lean over and have you peg him or smother him or whatever. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny because I, I heard this from so many people. A lot of guys don't even realize it until their woman just kind of like slips a finger in there and they're like, whoa, what was that? And then... Yeah, it, it's a complete game changer for him. And yeah, and do you get into pegging him and all that kind of stuff too? Because that's like the oh drama. yeah yeah you love it oh yeah so it was really interesting this was a week or two ago mm-hmm. I think it was I was pegging him and I came from pegging him for the first time wow and was there anything on your clit or inside of you was it a toy that had something on it or are you just yes so so the we we have a couple of them I have like a full harness. Yeah, that kind of like straps you in and everything. And that's what I had been using for a really, really long time. Uh 
And then Bert was like, oh, I want to try out this one and see what you think. And it was a fieldo. And, what's and that? so it's got like the the bulb on the end that goes inside of me. Yeah. And then it's got the dildo that comes out. And so what I'll do just to give it a little extra support after I put it inside of me is I put a thong on and it just kind of helps cradle it a little bit so I don't have to hold as tight inside of me. And so then I just I had him bent over and I was standing up on the bed and I was just going to town and just the motion of the position that I was in. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to come. And he was like, oh, that turned him on even more for sure. The fact that I was going to get off from pegging him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he was saying. I mean, he's a he's a pleaser. He likes to please. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And sure. do you get into the whole Reddit thing too? Like as far as putting yourself out there and having people appreciate your stuff? So I'm, I do have a Reddit. I had, I do have stuff content on there. Like you said, we don't really do it for the followers or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. the likes or anything. It's mm-hmm. more of just, we like doing it. I was shocked by the amount of feedback I get on them sometimes because I don't think that great of myself but uh-huh. but women are always more critical of themselves than they should be, yeah so, for sure yeah. but people enjoyed it and so every now and then I'll get back on there and I'll add a new post if I'm kind of feeling froggy I mostly use it to look at other people to be perfectly honest I mostly use it for porn so oh that's interesting that's cool yeah so listen, he said, if you don't, so you don't want to give out your Reddit, right? Do you want to give it out? No, like I said, I, I, we don't do it for followers. Yeah, it's cool. not like we're like trying to gain a bunch of people and, and get anything out of it. We really do it for fun. So no problem. So listen, but if you like to look at people, I'm going to give you guys free access to my discord. My little discord is turning into like a Craigslist. Okay. <laughs> I don't get involved in it, but there's like over 2000 people now on there. And what's great about discord is my listeners are allowed to post videos and pictures themselves right because I only deal in r-rated stuff so on my patreon you'll send me some r-rated pics of you if you want and I post those and they're always anonymous but on my discord people could post whatever they want and they could talk to each other and people are like hooking up I'm getting emails from people like oh I fucked this one and I'm meeting up this one and when people are post pictures like I said in videos so you could do whatever you want on there and even if you just want to go in there and look around like you said you like to look there's a lot of stuff on there so I will give you guys free access to my discord if you want to just look if Bert wants to say hey I'm Bert from this episode and talk to people you're more than welcome I do like for you guys to do that if you want to but I'll give you guys free access to that we won't give out your reddit but if people want to see you will you send me in pics of yourself for my patreon like r-rated sexy pics like anonymous absolutely we can definitely do that all right awesome so you guys send me that for my patreon your episode will be on very soon. Thank you so much for calling in. I mean, I like, I don't know if you heard me talking to Bert, but I was like, oh my God, I could have talked to Bert for a fucking hour because he's so hardcore extremist. And then after talking to you about your little lesbian relationship and all the stuff you're into and the Dom side of you, I probably could have talked to you for an hour. I might have should have done an hour with each of you, but we did go way over an hour and that's cool. I don't mind because I did, really didn't want to cut Bert off at like 30 minutes. I let him go long. I let you go a little long. I think it's a great story I think it is listen not every cheating story is terrible I mean it like you said it started out wrong and it was the wrong way to do it but when people cheat and but they do wind up in relationships that are better and 20 years from now you're still together well then maybe that's just the way things were supposed to happen and so at least it wasn't for nothing it wasn't just for a romp in the hay I mean you guys have a real relationship you're really in love you're both in better relationships and happier and hopefully your exes will eventually wind up in that place as well themselves so 
Thanks so much, though, for calling in and being as open as Bert was. My listeners are going to love you. And uh, tell <laughs> Bert thank you, too, and send me that stuff as soon as you can for Patreon. Will do. Thank you so much. Thanks, Audrey. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.